Warning, this podcast involves discussions of a spooky and graphic nature not suitable for children or the faint of heart. Strong language and mature content is present. Listener discretion is advised. You have been warned. When you want to hear about the paranormal, you get the spooked girls. True crime that makes you hypothermal with the three spooked girls. Stabby snippets will give you dreams. Tara and Jessica will make you. We on that haunted ground The three spooked girls Hey spooksters and welcome back to another episode here on Three Spooked Girls. My name is Tara and as always I am joined with my ghoul friend Jessica. Hey. Hello, hello. And today we are bringing you another kind of campfire style with a legend. We are going to be talking about the lady in white or the white lady legend. But before we get into that, if you are new here, hello and welcome. And returning spooksters, welcome back. Thank you so much for listening. If you'd like to hang out with us on social media, you can head to Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Our handle is at Three Spooked Girls. We also have an amazing Facebook group. So if you'd like to hang out with us over there and kind of interact with Jessica and I on a more personal level as well as other spooksters. That is Three Spooked Girls Official. And if you'd like to support the show, you can head to our link tree in the show notes or you can go to patreon.com backslash Three Spooked Girls. For as little as a dollar, you get one bonus episode a month. For the months of March and April, we are releasing from the Spookster Club vault some of our faves we've done over the last two, almost three years now. So that kind of gives you a taste on that. And from there, our two and up patrons get Slaughters, which is Jessica Slaughters movie reviews and plot lines. It is her bi-monthly segment, and it's a lot of fun. The first one of the month is a guess what type of thing, which always makes me think of like a game show or something. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Just because it's like she does it very mysterious and quick and short, and then y'all get to guess, and she sends out some cool sweat. And then the second one of the month is a recap of a movie of either our theme or her choosing. And from five and up, you also get video content at that point. We have a live stream at the end of each month. And then you get my Haunted Ground series, which is a coffee recommendation and a haunted, possessed, cursed object. And then also something new we've added that we haven't talked about is we have virtual swag as well. So you can check that out on Patreon, but we have mobile backgrounds, desktop backgrounds, and we're working on a ringtone. So that's pretty cool. And Ten and Up gets uh, a mug and their own dedicated episode and it just goes on from there for all the awesomeness. So if you'd like to support the show, you can check that out over there. Now, we're going to go ahead and take a quick promo break and we'll be right back. 
Hi, and welcome to Haunted AF, the podcast of real ghost stories told by real people. We are your hosts. I'm Julie Fisk. And I'm Rebecca Black. Join us each Thursday as we share the terrifying tales people have sent to us from all over the world. She started saying, I don't want to go upstairs because of the ghosts. The ghosts are up there. Ghosts and goblins. Bigfoot and UFOs. Doppelgangers and those tricky glitches in the Matrix. We've got them all. And there is this figure on the opposite side of the tent. It was a dude with long hair. Sometimes we even like to share ghost stories that end up being pretty funny, like the ghost that would scream, hey, in the middle of the night. Yeah, or that one that liked to tickle unsuspecting armpits. We even post companion blogs on our website, hauntedaf.com, so you can see all the creepy photos and videos we talk about on the podcast. I hear my sister on the top phone say, Ashley, you could see pieces of her hair being twirled in thin air. And just so you know, you can actually listen on our website, hauntedaf.com, or on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher. Really, it's wherever you like to listen to your podcast. The DJ was taking call after call, and people were talking about seeing this green thing in the sky. And please, follow Haunted AF on social media because we're always sharing scary stuff on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, even TikTok. And once you've listened to the show and gotten properly freaked out, then you have to send your scary stories to hauntedafpodcast at gmail.com so we can share them all on the next Haunted AF. All right. Well, welcome back, guys. We hope you enjoyed that promo break. I'm going to hand it over to Jessica to tell us what our drink is this week. So like you could see, I'm, I'm acknowledging it now, Tara, that they can actually see the title <laughs> of the episode. My brain just still throws that out, though. Like, it's just like, we know, but it's not a thing. <laughs> I know. The episode theme is Legends of the White Lady. We've done a few other types like this on the show before, but conveniently, there's a drink called White Lady or the White Lady. So Mm. it worked out well. I will not be imbibing in this because it has egg whites in it. (laughs) I knew it. I knew it. As soon as you're like, I'm not here for this, (laughs) but you can. (laughs) It has dried gin triple sack, lemon juice, sugar syrup, and then this recipe calls for pasteurized egg whites. This is a really good recipe, I will say, because it has conversions for you. So if you are one of our across the pond listeners, or like really anywhere else in the world besides the United States, it has the <laughs> conversion. And you and it tells you how to make the shot, like if you want the shot version. Oh, that's fun. Or... I don't know what this one is. Oh, if you want, like, if you're fancy and you know what, like, one and a half part, blah, blah, blah. Like, I don't know what that means. Mm, I don't either. (laughs) Yeah. So it has all of those conversions, which I found very wonderful because I'm like, I often think about that when it says three ounces. I'm like, oh, God, like someone in England is going to be like, why with your damnness? (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's the Pinterest finds fault at that point, not ours. (laughs) true like when i see like recipes like this it makes me want to pick them for that yeah like ah it's it's inclusive (laughs) right i know i love it i love it but that'll be on our pinterest for you or it'll be on socials tomorrow so you guys can check that out okay so we're gonna get into it so the legend of the white lady is one that's shared all across the world in folklore in film there's tons of different versions of her we've talked about her in other stories or a version of her but there's always kind of some similarities i've noticed majority of Mm -hmm. the time if you aren't familiar with this legend it's a spirit of a woman who was done wrong or murdered or did something unforgivable such as murdering her own children and then also a lot of times with these stories suicide is also involved 
Mm-hmm. Typically, the entity is in a white dress or gown, hence the name, and has long black hair. Sometimes she'll haunt certain places such as rivers and castles, while other stories talk about her haunting an abandoned road or kind of more rural setting. And it's been really interesting, I think, to read about all these different versions of her because as we get into this, we each have two different parts of the world, so four different parts of the world, essentially, and none are the U.S., so we wanted to go outside the easy, you know, you know. And I think most of us are probably familiar with that, especially like our U.S. listeners. So yeah, we picked some other locations we found interesting. So Jessica, I will let you kick us off. Yes. And I will say that a lot of these stories, like Tara said, a lot of these stories are very similar in theme. Mm -hmm. So it is always about a young lady who's been done wrong. It's just different places. Yeah. I want to say one thing. One of the things I learned while looking into these is I think a lot of times throughout history, the colors white and blue become interchangeable. Mm -hmm. I think during different periods of time where storytelling evolves, I found an older story that was a blue lady which I will share. But I wanted to kind of like do a little caveat there. Nice. I like it. So I chose the country of Malta. Don't know why. We were just looking at the long <laughs> list of uh, <laughs> of different ones. And I was like, I picked Malta. That's a country that I don't know a lot about. So I thought this would be a good idea to learn some of its folklore. Yeah. Well, they have a lady in white, obviously. And she's the ghost that lives in the Verdella Palace, which is in a small forest of busket and I know I'm saying this wrong because there's probably accents on this, but Busket Malta, essentially. The palace, which was built in the 15, like 50s or 1560s, during the reign of Grand Master Jean Pastot de la Volte. I hope I said that right. This sounds great to me. so that's where the castle was built i figured you guys should know some little background but now we're going to flash forward to the end of the 1700s during the french blockade from 1798 to 1800 the palace served as a military prison for french soldiers captured by the maltese or the british during the british rule it became a silk factory and it would eventually be abandoned and fall to a state of disrepair So the legend is that many years ago, a young woman was engaged to be married to a man she didn't love. Her father, Pa, told her, you have to do everything your fiance says, no matter what. So like when you get married, he basically is your husband and he'll tell you what to do. And she became very distraught and committed suicide by jumping off the balcony at this palace, which understandable, like being like, live the Mm -hmm. rest of my life in servitude of a man I don't like. I get. Yeah. So it said that this woman, who's known as the Lady in White, because she's wearing her wedding gown that she died in because she was mm. a little bit extra in her her drama and she threw herself off the balcony in her wedding dress. I'm here for which it. Which is interesting because I don't think women back in ye olden times wore white. Oh, oh, you're right. I think it was like something else, but I don't know right this second. Right. Yeah. I think red. I don't know why red is popping into my head as something like that. Maybe. If someone knows, let us know. (laughs) (laughs) Right. So because white was like, I guess it makes sense. Like if she was nobility, Mm -hmm. even then, I don't think they did. Unless this was like the time of Queen like Elizabeth. Maybe. Who was like the virgin queen. And so maybe everyone was like, ooh, wear white. Possibly. I have no clue. I don't know. So she still wanders around and she haunts the palace. And it said that during a particular time, which is the August moon ball, she makes an appearance every year. 
And I'm like, I want to go to the August Moon Ball in Malta. I mean, granted, I just want to go to Malta, but like. (laughs) (laughs) So according to other legends, other Maltese legends, the lady in white is Lady of Medea. And she was killed by her lover (gasps) after being forced to marry another man. Mm. So like that took a weird turn. Yeah. He got jealous and was like, if I can't have you, no one will. Ka-cha. Yeah, this is. This is that story. Mm. Many claim to see her, and it's always around 8 o'clock in the evening. Hmm. And she generally appears to children under the age of 8 or broken-hearted teenage boys and elderly men. Oh. So she got a type. Okay, okay. <laughs> it's a weird, okay, it's a weird multi-part type, but like little kids under the age of 8, mm-hmm. which that means your kid's out. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> She's safe. Right. She's safe. Brokenhearted teenage boys and elderly men. Hmm. So random. The legend says that when she talks to the little children, she tells them good night mm-hmm. and bids them to return home. And she advises the teenage boys that they'll find another or to join her. Yeah. I think like to die. Like, yeah. Ew. And become part of her shadow <gasps> of her ghostly followers. Mm-mm. She also attempts to lure the elderly men into her shadow. Oh, God. No. So she got like an entourage Ugh. of gross dead people. Gross. Okay. We're going to talk about the lady in blue, which is literally every time I was like looking up the Malta lady in white, it would like the first three <laughs> Google search returns were like the late the blue lady. And I'm like, do you not understand Google that white and blue not same color? <laughs> okay, so this is the story is that a young woman and she was the niece of the grandmaster de Rohan. A suitor had come to wed her. He liked her. So basically what it is, is that like the grandmaster was getting really annoyed that his niece was rejecting these suitors like over and over again. Then the chosen suitor imprisoned her within a room within the palace, a lot like Elizabeth Bathory. Mm -hmm. After some time, she tried to escape through a window only to fall to her death. Soon after, she was seen roaming the building wearing a blue dress, the same blue dress she wore when she died. I really, like, we gotta at some point talk about, like, if I were to die right now, like, I would not be okay with the outfit I'm wearing. (laughs) Like, to live in the afterlife. I'm in leggings and a hoodie, so it's fine. (laughs) I'm in, like, a pink banana shirt and, like, tie-dye running shorts. It's fine. So... Not necessarily my best look. I mean, if that's the case, if that's how your ghost comes back, there should be some kind of like store portal or something so you can change your outfit at least once. Like, what about all the people that die? Well, no. Okay, I was like, well, what about the people that die naked? But then I thought about 13 ghosts and there's that crazy scary one that's like she's naked and then got like cuts all over her and shit. So, I mean... I guess it don't matter. But what about if you're a ghost and you don't want to be naked? I feel like you should get at least one outfit change. <laughs> I agree. I, feel, I It can even be from your own clothes. Right. Yeah. It doesn't have to be anything elaborate. Like, it should be that you could go and pick your favorite outfit that you've ever worn, like, and that you still own. So, like, if I wanted to, because I still own my wedding dress, like, I could be like, I'm going to put this on and rock this for the rest of my life. Granted, <laughs> I wouldn't. That shit's heavy. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's the problem with getting custom beating. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Shit gets heavy. But you know what I'm saying? Like, because, like, it literally, if I died right now, I'd be very unhappy with my fashion choice, which means I either need to step up my fashion game. Possibly. 
possibly. But also think about like all the people who die in hospital gowns. You just think that there's like a bunch of people on the other side in hospital gowns? I don't like that. Anyway, she was walking around in her blue dress, which is why she is called the lady in blue. She is seen to be seen in the reflections of mirrors. And I guess the most of the staff have had an encounter with her a time or two. So she out and about. And it is said that people who attend the August Moon Ball at this palace annually confirm that she appears. So apparently you need to go to Malta to this palace in August. Let's do it. There's like a party that she's not like the afterlife. She's like, this is great, but I'm not missing my party. Mm-hmm. Got you, got you. Okay, so now I'm going to hand it over to you for your first one. Hooray. Okay. So I went with kind of like the UK area for these first little bits. So we're going to head to over to this story called The Legend of the Running Lady from Beeford, East Yorkshire. And it is said that Beeford actually existed before England. When I heard that, I was like, oh, yeah, this place has got to be fucking haunted just saying. <laughs> so there's this road between Beeford and Brandis Burton called Beeford Strait, and it's said to be toward the junction of North Frottingham. Now, this white lady is vengeful for sure. She's not nice like, I mean, I guess it's kind of vengeful to take people for your posse, but this lady is more evil. <laughs> so what she does is she is known to curse cars, kind of taking a little page out of Annabelle's book here, and in one instance, made one car crash into three more cars, killing a total of six people. And another favorite of hers is that she likes to hitchhike unsuspecting travelers, typically people on motorcycles, and she'll jump on for a ride, and after a few miles, she'll just vanish. And this really reminded me of the pilot episode of Supernatural. They call her the woman in white, and that entity, her little backstory is, her name is Constance Welch. And in the episode, her husband ends up cheating on Constance, which in turn makes her go like, quote, insane, and she kills her children. And after she realizes what she's done, she takes her own life. And obviously, she comes back as this like vengeful spirit against her husband. This entity on that episode does the same thing and seeks out men traveling alone on that road near her old house. So I was like, ooh, this reminds me of The Running Lady. Like, these were super parallel to me. So what she does, though, is she tries to seduce the men. And uh, if they're unfaithful, because if they're like married, it's kind of like that one I did on a live stream a while back, too. She kills them. Oh, yes. <laughs> but she's apparently afraid of like facing her own the ghosts of her children that she killed. She actually drowned them. Mm. So it's like that reminded I know that was like a little side story that had nothing to do with the running lady. But it was like that episode reminded me of that legend plus Yayorona and La Sayona like it was like a baby of all three of those spirits I was like oh god so it just like really showed me how much all of these legends really like intertwine true. Now, the other one I grabbed from the UK is the White Lady at Portchester Castle. And this castle was, quote, established after the Norman Conquest, surviving medieval structures, including the 12th century Great Tower and a royal residence in the 1390s. Portchester remained important for medieval English kings because of its position by Portsmouth Harbor and was occupied into the 17th century. It served as a prisoner of war camp, holding over 
over 5,000 French soldiers after Britain was stirred to action during the Napoleonic Wars until 1814, end quote. So yeah, lots of spirits, super fucking haunted. But on today's subject, it is believed that the spirit of an actual person named Charlotte White. Now, Charlotte has a tragic death, and honestly, her story kind of makes me sad. So it's said on the castle grounds she had dived into the moat because her baby fell in, and then they both drowned. Oh, no. Yeah. And this white lady is similar to my other one, and she's said to have a malevolent spirit seeking revenge. So that kind of actually makes me wonder if maybe there was more to this and someone possibly pushed her and the baby into the moat versus it being an accident. I don't know. But it's also said that, quote, her ghost has been seen prowling the battlements before throwing herself from the keep, end quote. And... Actually, it was interesting because I started looking at this castle. It still remains today. And if you're near there, you can visit it. I'm not sure on like COVID regulations and all of that stuff at the moment, but it seems like during normal times or what have you, or unrestricted, I guess, is what we should start saying instead of normal because, you know, but it seems really interesting. And they have a few other ghosts that are separate from the white lady. So definitely an interesting little place. Oh, nice. Mm hmm. COVID spring break is right around the corner, and you know what that means. Spring break in your pants. Manscaped is here to ensure that the party in your pants never stops. Even Veronica Corningstone wouldn't say no to this pants party. For everyone preparing for a pants party this spring break, we have an exclusive 20% off discount code. Use code SPOOKEDGIRLS at manscaped.com. Don't ruin any good vibes this spring break or upcoming summer with some peaking pubes coming out of your swimsuit. Make sure you check out the Perfect Package 3.0 kit. It comes with the essential lawnmower 3.0, waterproof cordless body trimmer, and a ton of other liquid formulations to round out your grooming routine. Yes. You'll also find the Manscaped Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant. It's an anti-chafing ball deodorant and moisturizer because we know how painful chafing can be when you're wearing your bathing suit all day. And that honestly goes for men and women because uh, I got the thick thighs, so it's it's a thing. It's a thing. It's truth. <laughs> Well, I can say that my husband has enjoyed the Perfect Package 3.0 kit. Everything that comes in there helps him get nice and clean and he feels fresher. And it's not just the trimmers, but the aftershave type things. Yes. You know, the wipes, the different things that women that we have year for years been like, oh, no, this helps keeps us fresh. It's like, no, now it's men can also enjoy that freshness. Yes. You need to treat yourself and take care of yourself. Mm -hmm. These definitely kind of check those boxes. So get 20% off and free shipping with the code SPOOKEDGIRLS at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use code SPOOKEDGIRLS. Say aloha to your new beautiful balls with Manscaped. So the next country I picked was the Netherlands. Strap in because <laughs> I'm going to slaughter the language of my heritage. I apologize. Okay, so in the Netherlands, they have a very specific term for this particular entity, which is witwoven, which are mystical creatures of lower Saxon origin, and they are found in the eastern and northern parts of the Netherlands. And it's basically a lady in white. It means white maidens, mm -hmm. the word I just slaughtered. <laughs> and they are believed to be both benevolent and have a malevolent nature. Ooh, okay, okay. They both. <laughs> Ha <laughs> 
<laughs> it said that in modern Dutch Lower Saxon, it literally translates to white woman. Mm-hmm. Originally, it was meant to translate into wise woman. Oh, okay. Interesting. Or witty but it translated into white. Gotcha, gotcha. I, I feel like a lot of like, because a lot of these stories are told, like they have an oral history, they're not really like written down. Mm-hmm. It's like playing the game of telephone through the generations. Oh, yeah. So <laughs> what the original story was probably nothing like what we know today. <laughs> it's fine. But it is said that in that culture, the association of wise women are the color white is associated with wise so, I don't know. Like, I kind of look at it like that makes sense because, like, when we think about wise people, we typically think about our elders and their hair grays or whitens. Mm-hmm. So, they were thought to be wise female herbalists and medicine healers who took care of people physically and mentally. And they're said to have talents for prophecy or seeing the future. I like it. I like it. Ooh. And that at the time, they had a high status in their communities. And when they died, ceremonies were held at their grave sites to honor them. So mm-hmm. I thought that was really cool. Yeah. Like, women power. Yes. This is like International Women's Month. So it's yes. like, hell yeah. Mm-hmm. According to mythology, their spirits remained on Earth and became living spirits or elven beings. And they would help or hinder, depending on their mood, those who they encounter. I love that these are like just like actual living entities they're not just like not ghosts Mm -hmm. well she a grumpy gus who arrives at eight sharp every (laughs) night right like it's someone it's like an actual like intelligent entity they tend to reside in burial sites or sacred places and they're thought that the mist on the grave hill was the spirit of a wise woman appearing and people would bring them offerings and ask them for help which I'm like, that's really freaking cool. Yeah, I like that. So while many scholars believe that they originated about honoring wise women, they think that other mythology around them is part of the Germanic belief in, I think it's Deslin, like land, basically like elves. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I was getting elf vibes with this. So yeah, got you. Mm-hmm. And the practice of bringing offerings and asking them for help from their graves is similar to honoring the dozen, which is what Germanic pagans did. Mm-hmm. And that the term may have come from the name Alvin, which I think is like elf. Mm-hmm. And they were mentioned in a grim. Like Jacob Grimm mentioned oh, them okay. in a Deutsch mythology in 1835. And that is the people of Friesland, Denth, and the Netherlands have just as much to tell of the Witten Wolvens or Jufferns in the hill and caverns. So there you go. Hmm. He's, and he's referring to them as elvish personages. Okay. Okay. They are also. <laughs> This is, I like this part. They are also related to witches. Ooh. And ghosts. Like, they're very similar. And sometimes banshees and fairies. All shit. Mm-hmm. And part of their ma- malevolent beings is that they switch, they abduct or switch newborns, abduct women, and punish people who have mistreated them. So, like, gotcha. if she's a wooden woman, like, don't piss her off because after she mm-hmm. dies, she can come back and snatch her ass. Oh, that sucks for you. <laughs> <laughs> the benevolent side of it is that they may aid in child care or offer good advice, which I'm like, that's cool. Mm-hmm. I feel like this is like one of those things where it's like a woman scorned. Mm-hmm. Women are 
have so much dichotomy to them that you can be the raging and snatch your newborn because you're a bitch moment, but also be the same woman who's like, let me help you. I'll birth your baby. Yeah. They are also, which this got me excited. They have also been linked to, and I'm going to say this wrong. What is, it's a Harry Potter character. They're the the dancing ones from Bulvaria. Oh, I can't remember what they're called right this second. The Vila, the Volia. The ones in the blue outfits. Yeah. Yeah. They're also linked to them. Cool. I always, I've always said it wrong. And I've always been like, (laughs) I don't know what it is. (laughs) There is a story of a white lady in the Skavendiskin Boston forest, which is where a lot of them make their home. Basically, the original story is that a woman died on a castle farm in 1396. And then was buried there. It was like she had died and she was the daughter of Lord Hembert Reinhardt. And I went back and I Googled him and I could not find him. And the only thing that kept fucking popping up was Braveheart. And I'm like, wrong. So (laughs) don't know. Not what I want. (laughs) Or basically just back to the story. And I'm like, I want more information on this person. This historical event has spawned a few variations of the white lady ghost story. And basically, it's that the death of the woman who burned down the castle farm. And the most common version is that the tale involved a woman having two fighting lovers or on... Basically, she was either burned on her wedding day or two dudes decided to fight over her. And then she died in the fire. Gotcha. And I don't... I'm like, why was there fire? (laughs) But, you know, these are always just, like, fun stories. Yeah. Again, she is said to be in white because she was wearing white on her wedding day. Mm -hmm. Brings up the question earlier, did people actually wear white on their wedding days? And apparently they have been trying to find the actual, like, site of said farm. Ah. 1396 was a long time ago. (laughs) Yeah, right? Jeez. Luck with that. Right? (laughs) Yeah. I'm going to now turn it over to you for your second story. Yes. Okay. Well, now we're going to head over to Germany. And I will do a lot of mispronunciation. It's fine. (laughs) So this story takes place not only in Germany, but at the Berlin Castle, Berlin Palace. And there was said to be a countess named Agnes. And she was the Countess of Orla Munde. And that's wrong. It's fine. She had been married to Count Otto, and together they had two children, but sadly he would pass away. Well, some time would pass, and then Agnes would fall in love with a younger man. (gasps) Scandal. I know. She's a cougar. And... His name was Albert of Nuremberg. That's probably still wrong. He took a liking to Agnes as well. It wasn't unrequited or anything like that. And they were actually going to get married, but he said that there were four eyes watching him who disapproved of their relationship. Oh, snap. A.K.A. his parents. Uh, Yeah, that's usually how that goes, right? Someone's parents are assholes about it. But Agnes misconstrued what he said, and she thought Albert was talking about her two children. No. So she decided to get rid of this, quote, problem. Mm -hmm. So the story goes, she took either a golden spinning needle and jammed it into their ears, into their brains to kill them, or did it through their eyes to kill them. Agnes. Right? What the fuck, man? Either way, both of her poor children obviously died. And after she did this, she like went running to Albert and said they could be together. And when he found out, he was like, oh, fuck no. And obviously broke things off because... 
oh my God, she killed her kids, right. as he should. <laughs> and it was said that after this rejection from Albert, she couldn't move on or live, so she killed herself there on the grounds. Got it. And she still haunts it to this day. Yeah, so that's Agnes's story. Now I have one more to kind of wrap us up here, and it is different than these other stories. This is why I chose it, and I liked it. So one evening during July of 1857, there had been some odd weather happening accompanied by a strange fog. And at 1 a.m., there was a soldier who was on guard at one of the, like, door, front door type of situations of Pilnitz Castle. And while he's standing guard, all of a sudden he hears heavy footsteps that sound like multiple people, not just one. So he's like, that's weird, right? Right. And five silhouettes start walking slowly towards him and he notices that one was a woman dressed entirely in white and he would like actually find out who this group was because you know as they're approaching their shadows would start to become clearer and clearer because far away it's just like little silhouette type things and as they got closer he saw that the lady in white was leading four men behind her They were holding a very heavy and long object, but it wasn't clear at the moment what that was because that's not even the weirdest part. What he was concentrating on and the weirdest part was they were all missing their heads. (laughs) He's like, so uh, this soldier's about to shit his pants. (laughs) uh, Excuse me, sirs, you're missing something. Yeah. He's like, what the fuck? And he's like, can't move because he's so shocked and freaked out and all of that, which valid. And it said that the the group walked past him and entered the palace from a small side door and like, you know, they went in and disappeared. And he was just like still standing there trying to be like, what, what did I just fucking see? Did this actually happen? Oh my God, you know, what the hell? And while he's there in a panic, they come back out and the lady is in the front again. And this time, they would approach him closer when they walked by so he could see what that long object was. Now, what it was, it was an open casket that was said to contain a man covered in ornaments, which included the Order of Black Eagle, which was the highest badge of honor in the Prussian kingdom. And the body in the casket was headless as well and it's where its head should be was said to be a royal crown so it was like between the shoulders so you know like whole head neck everything gone Mm -hmm. and as the group did the procession and walked away that weird fog that had been there all night faded with them and then the fog completely disappeared and the group completely disappeared Now, apparently, the appearance of this white lady was known around the kingdom. I feel like this person was probably new. Can you imagine if there was, like, their first night on shift and then they see this shit and no one told them? Right. (laughs) Be like, I quit. I quit. (laughs) And like I said, her story's a lot different and why I chose it. So it was said that the kings of Prussia had known that the white lady usually appeared at the royal palace there in Berlin and she had a purpose. The point of her showing up was to announce the death of a member of the dynasty. So she was a death omen, basically, like a grim reaper type of situation. Oh, shit. Yes. And this particular instance was interesting because the current king of Prussia suddenly had like really weird symptoms, got super, super sick. And three months later, he had a super serious stroke and it left him just incapacitated completely. And now when that happened, his brother William took over. And my first thought was, oh, 
Maybe his brother did it, or if you're skeptic and don't totally believe in ghosts, you'd think that too. But no, when I was reading about his brother, his brother was like, he did not want to take over the throne. He was like, he, you know, he's like, my brother's going to get better. I want him to like be able to come back, you know, all mm-hmm. of that shit. But sadly, for three years, the king, the original king, was in a vegetative state. Damn. Yeah, so it was bad. And in turn, he would die on January 2nd of 1861. And it is believed, because as the story goes, that this was the death the white lady and her posse were announcing during their procession that was seen by that soldier back on that summer night in 1857. Wow, that's crazy. Right? Isn't that so interesting? I like it. Right? I liked that one. I was like, this is so different. But that is going to wrap us up here for today on our episode on the White Lady Legend. If you all have a favorite one, let us know in the Facebook group on socials. We would love to hear because like we said multiple times throughout this, there's so many versions of her out there Mm -hmm. in like every culture, basically. So it's really interesting. But with that, we are going to go ahead and sign off and we will see you on Thursday. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.